Thank you, Joseph. Let's pray as we consider this text this morning. Our Father, we come to You again. We're in a desperate need of a word from You. We acknowledge that everything we see, feel, touch, hear, smell is a direct result of Your spoken word. And we pray that You would perform a recreative work by the power of Your word this morning as we consider this text in the life of Abraham. We ask for Your Spirit's help and work. In Christ's name, Amen. So, we began as a church in March of 2020. Very memorable moment to begin anything, probably, but a church as well. And so that's almost two years that we've been meeting together. But for three years now, my um, energies have been really focused on this work of King's Cross. And so the last three years for me have been some of the most difficult years of, of my life. Uh, they've also been some of the most encouraging, exciting, adventure-filled three years. And one of the things that's been encouraging to me, and especially in the last year, is this keen sense that God is with us. I mean, we would all ascend, we would all say, yeah, that's right, God's with us. He's, he's, his Spirit is with us. But there's a difference between saying that and, and just kind of believing that and having a palpable sense that that is the case. And that's been the sense for me. And in January, uh, following Christmas season, we're going to um, spend a whole sermon considering God's grace to us in 21. So I'm going to look, I'm going to kind of share with you a lot of the evidences of God's presence with us. But I want to just mention one tiny little thing. Two weeks ago, we were at the property that we're going to visit here in just a little while. And the Building and Land Committee was there. And we were looking at it, and it was, it's great, and, and we were excited, and we were thinking about how and when to visit as a congregation. And then the, the date that we all kind of landed on that seemed like it would work best was, was this day, December 5th, because we're past Thanksgiving, still a shot at some nice weather, and lo and behold, it's, it's there for us. Uh, and somebody said, well, what are you preaching on on that Sunday? And I thought, okay, we got Isaac, the sacrifice of Isaac, and then Sarah dies. That's the next passage. And what happens when Sarah dies? We just read it. Abraham gets his first piece of land. I mean, I plan these sermons out like, so right now, we're planned out into the summer of 23. That's when we plan these things. That's how far in advance. And the day that we decide to visit the land is the day that Abraham finally gets a piece of land. It's incredible. And remember, these are the two, the two uh, promises of God, blessings, but offspring, a nation that would come from Abraham, and a place. Okay, so those are, the, those are the things that this story has been preoccupied with. Offspring, and we've given a lot of attention to that, and that just reached its, its kind of climax of tension last week, and it was resolved with the angel that provided the ram, stopped Abraham from sacrificing his son Isaac, and, and, and provided the ram. The Lord provided well, now the text takes up again the question of land, of a place. And aside from a well, Abraham has nothing in this land. He's a sojourner. He's a pilgrim. 
And this morning, he gets it. And it comes on the heels of a very sad moment, the death of Sarah. And we see that Abraham mourns the loss of his wife, Sarah, and from, 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 from that position of mourning, steps up, springs to action, and goes to acquire land. And it's the Hittites that occupy the land at this time. And he goes to them, and he asks for land to be able to bury Sarah. And they say, they, they say you can have a burial spot, in verse 6. But they're referring to just a kind of a temporary spot. Not permanent. We'll let you rent some space, have some space for a little bit. And Abraham thinks to himself, that's not, that's not good enough. We're after permanent land. And so he says he wants the cave of Machpelah, and he's going to pay full price for it. And he does, 400 shekels of, uh, that he pays for this piece of property. Is that, is that a fair price? There's, there's probably no way to know. David uh, purchases the land a, a thousand years later. David purchases the temple site for 50 shekels. So 400 may be a little high, but it's, anyway, he's, he pays full asking price from the Hittite king at front. Full asking price so that in the, in, the witness, in the presence of the Hittites and Abraham's clan, there can be no dispute that Abraham wants this land. And it, it, it paying full price like secures the transaction. Right? If you buy a house, you're like, well, we paid full price. We paid what you asked for. It's like, boom. It's, it, it secures the transaction, and that's what happens. And so the result is, look at verse 17. The field of Ephron in Machpelah, which was to the east of Mamre, the field with the cave that was in it, and all the trees that were on the, in the field throughout the whole area was made over to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the Hittites, before all who went in at the gate of his city. And then Abraham buries Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah, east of Mamre, that is Hebron, in the land of Canaan. The field and the cave that is in it were made over to Abraham as a property for a burying place by the Hittites. And with that, Abraham finally gets a little sliver of property in the promised land. First bit of land to complement the well that he secured with Abimelech just a few weeks ago through a covenant. Sarah misses it entirely. And Abraham's still like 500 years away from realizing uh, entry into the promised land. But nonetheless, he sees the first fruits, the first little piece of that land. Now here's what I want to draw our attention to with kind of limited time this morning. I want us to notice that God, there's no mention of him. Did you see him mentioned in the, in the text? God is not explicitly involved in this acquisition of land. And honestly, the same thing is true in the acquisition of the well that we looked at with Abimelech a few weeks ago. God was not involved at all. Now, when you look at the offspring, right, Isaac, and the arrival of Isaac, the, the, the question of offspring, God is all over that. I mean, he's showing up. Angels are showing up. The Lord, the, the Lord, pre-incarnate Christ, angel, we, you know, we don't know, but shows up multiple times to assure Abraham and Sarah that God is going to provide. And then when Sarah conceives, the Lord visits her. 
And then the birth itself, it all culminates in this miraculous, inexplicable birth. Like, the question of offspring is dealt with miraculously. God is involved. But when it comes to land, both in this passage and the well, there's no mention of God. It happens slowly, painfully slowly. It happens ordinarily. Right? It's, just, it's, it's a negotiation. Abraham enters into covenant with Abimelech over the water. And here in this passage, he, he, he negotiates or, or works out a deal with Ephron of the Hittites for the property. And here's what I want us to glean. Even though God is not explicitly involved in the acquisition of this land, there is no doubt that God is involved in this, as he is all things. And that's how God often works. Ordinarily, almost unnoticed, if we're not careful. And one of the, one of the mistakes that we can make as Christians is to assume that God is there on the mountaintop, like the spiritual high, the spiritual retreat, the trip to Colorado where we summon a mountain and, and sing at the top of the mountain to the praise of God, that God is there in those moments, but He's not there in the ordinary, the everyday moments of life. And He is. It's tempting for us to want to over-spiritualize the Christian life. Because, I mean, the question is, is there anything spiritual about how Abraham's getting this property? There's not. In fact, the commentators kind of point out that it's, it's a pretty routine uh, negotiation for a piece of property in the ancient Near East. This is how it often happened. Now, of course, Abraham's working honestly. He's being above reproach. He's paying full price. That was rare in the ancient Near East. There would usually be some haggling that took place. But he pays full price. But other than that, it's a pretty normal land deal that takes place. But nonetheless, God is intricately involved just like he is in the ordinary aspects of our lives. And that's one of the things we remember during this time of Advent. That Christ, God himself, came into this world. Lived on an ordinary, lived down the street. Learned to walk. Learned to to speak. The the, the God who created the world with speech learned to speak with lungs that were created by that. God. It's incredible. He got a job as a carpenter, right? There's, there's so many ordinary things about the life of Christ. In his incarnation, Eugene Peterson says, keeps our sanctification, our growth in Christ on solid creation footing. The incarnation keeps us rooted in this world. It keeps our spirituality rooted. Now, of course, your Christian, the, the, our Christian lives may have these moments, soaring moments, where we have that mountaintop experience with God. And praise God for those, for those moments. Those are wonderful seasons in our lives. But that doesn't mean that He's not working in the ordinary, in the everyday. You know, we, uh, on this land purchase that we just made, it happened pretty ordinarily. We did not all have a dream of a piece of property at this location and you know we go to it and it's lo and behold it's for sale 
and, and, and then the money just kind of falls down from heaven in the middle of a church service. And so we think this must be a sign. And so we go down and, and we, we buy it. That's not how it happened. We did something very ordinary. We formed a committee, a building and land committee. And we started meeting. And of course, we pray uh, through these meetings and we visit the land and we consult a realtor. And uh, we begin to ask for funds. We consult some other folks, and, um, and, and, and people give generously. We meet with a bank. We go to a title company. We sign some paperwork, and boom, we've got land. It's pretty ordinary, but God's at work. The way that we acquired the property was ordinary, and get this, the way that we occupy the property eventually will be very ordinary. We'll be gathering together just like we are now. There'll be pews or chairs or seats. Eventually, there'll be a building eventually, hopefully, you know, Lord willing. There'll be uh, the place for the kids to gather. It'll be a very ordinary thing. We'll be doing the same things we're doing right now. Word, sacrament, music, prayer. But make no mistake... God is going to do extraordinary things in this ordinary place and setting and ordinary means of grace. God will do extraordinary things. It's how he, it's how he works. This is what our faith teaches us, that God is at work in the details of our lives. All the details. In fact, the Christian life is so gradual that if you're not careful, you'll, you'll, miss, you'll miss it entirely. I mean, your own growth is gradual, isn't it? Your own physical growth. It's not like you grow when you, when you eat or you grow when you are exercising. You're growing gradually, and you miss it if you're not care- It's not until you look at a picture or something that's like, oh, I've, I've grown. So it is with our spiritual growth. God is at work all the time in our lives, all the time. The people that you see around you, the chairs that you're sitting on, uh, the, the, the weather outside, the smells, the diapers that are maybe being changed there in the nursery, the leaves that you're bagging, the garden that you're tending to, the conflict that you're having. These are all means. This is the context for your growth in Christ. The ordinary. Creation. And that, by the way, this is what the incarnation is teaching us. That God doesn't remain detached and removed from the universe, from the world that he made, but he enters into it. In fact, his great work of salvation happened in an ordinary way. To the, to the naked eye, it was, an execution, it was a public execution, which there were two other people being executed at that time. And if you're just looking at it on the ground with human eyes, you see a great tragedy. There, there's no way that God is at work in this. Could there be? I mean, it's, it's an, it's a, it's, it appears as a gross injustice. And yet, what's really happening underneath is Christ is overcoming the powers of darkness, overcoming the guilt of sin in humanity on that cross. See? It was concealed, though. And that's how God works. He, can, he, can, he oftentimes, in his infinite wisdom... He chooses to conceal the profound work of transformation. If we could see what God sees, we would see 
bulldozers, construction, dirt, all just our lives are being constructed right now. But we can't see it, and that's why we walk by faith. We trust that God is at work in these things, in these ordinary things. And so whether it's Abraham acquiring this land through fairly ordinary means, whether it's our Lord's incarnation showing up in the, in the thick of the ordinary, or whether it's our own purchase of this land, which came very ordinarily, what, it's, what, it, what it all reminds us of is that God is at work in our lives and in the world, but he's, he's at work very slowly, very gradually, and very ordinarily. That our spiritual growth and sanctification happens in the ordinary real flesh and blood world of our lives. Let's pray. Our Father, we give you thanks for these promises of your great work. And we ask again this morning, help us to believe it. Help us to walk by faith. We pray that you would strengthen us in your promises, particularly as we come to this Lord's table where we spiritually nourish upon Christ. We pray that your spirit would drive deep into our bones and hearts these truths of of your work. Give us a keen sense of your love for us in Christ. We pray these things in his name. Amen.